is Kawhi actually a better player under pressure than the great Kobe Bean Bryant? Yes, he is. Kobe, no one had more heart than Kobe. Like, Kobe's not scared of anything. But because Kobe was the best bad shot maker who ever lived, he would take a lot of bad shots under pressure because he knew he could make them. But just look at how often he made them compared to what Kawhi is doing. Kawhi takes higher percentage shots and makes them more often under pressure than Kobe Bryant did. I'm not making it up. When you try to deride the statistics, I know you're both going to just assert that I'm wrong. But when you say, oh, just can't look at the numbers, you understand statistics are records of events. When they say in late and close games, Kobe Bryant shot inefficiently, his team got less efficient, those numbers are records of events that occurred. We can go back and watch the video and you will see they all occurred. Kawhi Leonard, under pressure, ain't missing. He's already been a finals MVP, and that was before he was in his prime. Kawhi Leonard is also playing defense under pressure. Like, Kawhi is one of the greatest. He's in the conversation for greatest defensive player who ever lived. You don't even really think about his offense, except right now, he's shooting 60% from the field in the playoffs. A, a former finals MVP before he entered his prime is shooting 60 in the playoffs. Be best offensive player, including KD, who's also in his prime, but Kawhi's not playing with Steph and Clay. So, under pressure, yes, Kawhi is better than Kobe was. Welcome to the Sports Trolls Podcast. My name is Matt Vega, and I'm going solo. The big man Vader, he's on vacation this week, barbecuing, drinking some sweet tea. So here we go. I don't know how long this podcast is going to last, but um, fuck it. Let's get it going. NBA Finals started last night, and holy shit, Raptors take game one. Now, I know they have home field or home court advantage, rather. And that's a big thing for them because, I mean, that crowd gets fucking going. It's kind of funny. Like, every place that has, like, crazy amount of white fans <laughs> has crazy home court advantages. White people just be wild and for sports. Maybe it's because we're not as good at playing them. But, um, yeah. Anyways, the home court advantage was a big factor in game one. The Raptors end up winning it. I know that the Raptors won two games early. Earlier in the year, I think it was like November, December, where they won. So they had the confidence that they could beat this Golden State team. Um, and they showed it. They came out. They played hard. They, they uh, you know, they were all the 50-50 balls they were getting. And, you know, and Steph and Clay, they had solid games too. So it's like it's not like they the Golden State was off. Um, Toronto went in there and they won it. Um, I don't think that Golden uh, Toronto is going to be able to keep it up, though, honestly. Um, I, I, Golden State's is too deep. Um, Steph Curry, he's going to get his. Draymond's no slouch on the defensive end. And I just think, you know, just the talent wise that it's going to be hard to keep up with, uh, Golden State. Um, they just shoot, they'll just get hot and shoot themselves into wins. And I think they're, I also think that they're better coached than, uh, Toronto. So 
I, a lot of people were picking Toronto to win. I was watching the pregame, and they were just picking Toronto to win in six, Toronto to win in seven. I'm like, this is absurd. This is the Golden State Warriors. They're one of the few dynasties in sports right now. Um, they're, they rival there with the, the 90s Cowboys, uh, the 90s Bulls, um, the Pats, unfortunately, the Patriots, uh, the 90s Yankees. This Golden State Warriors team's right there. They're always in the hunt. They're always favored to win the title. And if they do get Kevin Durant back later in the series, which they might, um, I think that they have a shot. They're, they're definitely going to win then. I mean, but I still think they can win without him. And it's kind of it's kind of unique though. If, if if Kevin Durant does come back later in the series and say they're down, say Golden State's getting beat, and it's a really close series, and Kevin Durant does come back and they end up winning, then he could actually he will actually save face. I remember last podcast I was like, him not playing Golden State winning is it's actually hurting him. But if they start losing or it's like a really tight series and Kevin Durant comes back and he is the factor, then he builds all his. All that is this for not, and he will be back to his glory, and everybody will want KD. Um, saw something on the, I saw something saying that oh, uh, Kevin Durant's going to go to the Knicks, and everybody's going to get all these certain players. Nobody was going to the fucking Bulls, which really hurt my soul. Um, everybody's going to the Lakers. Everybody's going to the Knicks, and then fucking here my Bulls stuck here with a fucking finger up their ass, can't get shit done. So. That kind of made me sad, but if you can get Kevin Durant, get you a ring, one more, this ring will mean nothing. But it will be nothing for his legacy, but he will get his reputation back as being one of the best players in the league if he can come back to a Golden State team who, who needs him. But honestly, I think even without them, that he could get it done. Um, now, another thing that's bugging me about this series is Drake. Um, this dude needs to chill. I know that there's super fans, celebrity fans for every team. I mean, Ben Affleck had a cup of coffee with the Red Sox before they won that first World Series and broke the streak, and he disappeared because it wasn't cool to be a a fan. And I know Billy Crystal was a Clippers fan um, for a while. And, uh, you know, there's all the – and the Lakers got their uh, Denzel Washingtons and whatnot and Jack Nicholas, all those guys. Um, But – it's just this Drake guy. He's so fucking fake. It, it drives me fucking crazy. He's got the fucking tattoo. He's got tattoo the number. He's got the tattooed numbers of Clay Thompson and Steph Curry on his arm. And then you're gonna sit here and troll and troll the Warriors like you're a Toronto fan. You tattooed other rival. You're, the team you're playing against. You have the numbers of them on your arm. I don't recall Spike Lee ever having the number 31 tattooed on his body when him and Reggie Miller were going at it in the 90s. So this, if I was a Toronto fan, I'd be like, oh, fuck, this great guy is driving me fucking crazy. He'd be one guy. He's like, he, I think he like literally thinks he's on the team. He's like, is he going to get a ring if they win? And speaking if they win, if somehow... They do beat Golden State Warriors, which I'm going to say right now, I don't think it's going to happen. But if they do, then that argument that Max, I put the intro in the beginning of the podcast, the argument that Max Kellerman made, it's very likely that, you know, hey, this could be a fruition here. This could be really be legit. I mean, 
let's just look at let's just look at Kobe versus Kawhi here. Okay, offensively, I'm taking Kobe. I'm taking Kobe all day offensively. He's one of the best offensive players who ever lived, and there's no denying that. And I'm not gonna, even though I don't like the guy, I'm not gonna shit on him like that. The guy could put the ball in the basket. He ain't gonna pass it to his teammates, but he'll put the ball in the basket. But defensively, Kawhi is, you know, he's top notch. He's arguably the best defender in 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 this era. In his little era right now, he's the best defensive player. You know, he's going down as being probably one of the greatest defensive players of all time. But he's also no slouch on the defensive end, on the offensive end either. So they're both solid players. One excels extremely well on offense. One excels extremely well on defense. But look at this. Kawhi's already, like Max said, Kawhi's already got a finals MVP. Kobe has never in his era, I said this about four podcasts ago, in, in, in any time of Kobe's career, he's never been the greatest player in the league, in my opinion. Okay? When he played a little bit in the 90s with Jordan, Jordan was the man. Then in the early 2000s, Shaq was the man. Then, you know, he shared a little shine with Tim Duncan, and then LeBron came and... You know, he never really, maybe in the like, 2008 when he won his MVP or whatever year that was, he might have been for like, maybe like he had a cup of coffee as like the best player in the world, but he's never really been solo the best player in the world. But if Kawhi Leonard can somehow beat this Warriors team who's already won a championship without Durant, so this team is already a championship caliber team. And like I said, one of the few dynasties of this era. If Kawhi Leonard can somehow get a win in in a seven game series and beat this dynasty of a team, it's going to be in the conversation. He's going to be in the conversation. Max, Max has a point. He's going to be in the conversation as better than Kobe. And how far has Kobe fell? Three years ago, people were comparing him. Is he going to get six? Is he going to? Is he better than Jordan? Now, well, that was debunked and he didn't get it and then everybody's like well lebron's already better than kobe that, i mean wow that, that i mean to me i don't think lebron is better than kobe but the majority of the country does and so then kobe fell down to three and then Kawhi is already gonna come up and pass him already to put him in the four spot in people's minds so i mean if i'm a laker fan i'm hoping golden state gets this win just for that if you're a Kobe, if you're a Kobe Dick Rider, then I'm ho- you're ho- probably hoping that, you know, Kawhi gets shut up here so they can uh, shut those mouths up. Um, it's kind of crazy, too, because if Kawhi does get it, uh, a ring, then they both would have done it with a Gasol brother, too. So, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of crazy to think about um, what's happening in the NBA. It's pretty exciting to watch. I know I picked Golden State to win a five last week in the podcast. You know, I think I discredited Toronto a little bit. I discredit, I, but I still think Golden State's going to get it in six. If we go seven, anything can happen in a game seven. So, but I can see. I still think Steph Curry's going to have one of these games where he just goes fucking ape shit, and they're not going to be able to do nothing about it. And Kawhi is going to he's going to get wear down. I know he's a great. He's the best on-ball defender. He's a great defensive player. But chasing around Clay and chasing around Steph for seven games, he's going to get tired. And Lowry's going to have one of these games where he disappears because that's what Lowry does. So I still got Golden State getting the win. I still got them winning another ring. And so if, if, if everything goes the way I'm picking it, 
you Kobe fans can rest easy because I don't think Kawhi will be threatening him. But I kind of hope he does win, though, because, oh, man, just to see, just to see my boy, to see my boy Vader, the big man squirming when I bring up this argument would be just fantastic. And it's kind of nice. Right now, I'm looking to my right. Right now, he'd be this in my ear, letting me have it. Um, the podcast definitely is not running as smooth as it was if he, if he was here, but having him not rebuttal my Kobe trashing is like, it's like, this is like heaven right now. So, um, anyways, yeah, that's my breakdown of the NBA finals right now. Um, so let's get into a little bit of baseball. New York Yankees, Boston Red Sox, just played a game today. It was about three hours long, like they always are. Sale got a lead early. Devers hit a jack. And usually when Chris Sale gets a lead, it's Sale Day. And all my Red Sox buddies are texting me because they know it's locked down. But I think Sale's lost a step. Um, yeah, he can still hit 96 from time to time. When he wants to hit 96, he can reach back and get it. But he used to get 96 on the gun effortlessly. And that would off-speed on his slider and it would make him so unstoppable to hit. Well, now he's averaging around 92, 93. And the Yankees were just, they're just there. They pissed on him today. LeMahieu had a great game. Hicks had a two-run RBI. Um, and uh, the Yanks were off the races. The Yanks... They're on fire right now. We won our last nine series. Well, this will be the ninth series. If we win this series, it'll be the ninth series in a row we've won. We're still beat up. We still don't have Aaron Judge. We still don't have John Carlos Stanton. We still don't have Didi Gregorius. We still don't have Bentances. We still don't have Luis Severino. And we're still getting it done. This Yankees team has a definitely has an 0 9 feel to me. We're deep. The kids are playing hard. And uh, I know uh, the big man thinks that. Having the superstars come back is going to make the team worse. I don't see how that can be. But, um, yeah, the Red Sox are in trouble. I, I mean, they're – I don't – are they going to make the playoffs? I mean, they're eight and a half back now, eight and a half back from first place. It's June, boys. It's June. It's not, it's not May anymore. It's June. And now it starts to matter. matter. Um, Vader always says, you look at the standings June 1st. Hey, I don't look at the standings till June 1st. And I, then I assess where my team's at. Well, Red Sox nation, your team's eight and a half back. What are you going to do? I know you've disappeared off social media and I can't find you guys. Um, you guys used, I mean, for the last three years, you guys have been down my throat every freaking day, but now you guys disappeared. So the quietness of Red Sox nation is proves that there's fear there, and I don't know, man. This team just seems a little bit broken. Their bullpen's trash. The um, Kimbrel's sitting at home waiting to get paid, but you guys don't want to pay him. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting to see. Um, we got Porcello on the mound tomorrow. Sometimes he pitches us good. So I mean, I could see I could see the Red Sox winning tomorrow, and but then we got David Price on Sunday night. CC's coming back off the DL, and that's barbecue chicken because the Yankees, I mean, he had one postseason game, Price did well, but notoriously, the Yankees beat up on Mr. Price. We've been beating up on him since he was in Tampa. He does not scare us, and uh, I plan on the Yankees feasting Sunday night. Um, now, in the National League, 
the Dodgers, the Dodgers have been hot. I mean, they came back from like an eight run, eight run deficit last a couple days ago. They just keep winning. They're kind of like playing like the Yankees are on the American League. Um, Bellinger's playing MVP type baseball. There's no doubt about it. The guy is, uh, he's hot. Um, and I saw this one thing, one graphic someone posted on the on the thread saying, "Is Bellinger better than Mike Trout?" Now I'm gonna say pump the brakes on that one for a minute, but it's still kind of fun. It's still kind of fun to talk about. Um, but I don't think Bellinger's getting any 430 million dollar contracts anytime soon. Um, first of all, he's got a better lineup around him. Trout's numbers have got better since Otani has got back, um, and Bellinger's is on a better he's on a better baseball team, so you know he's getting better things to hit, and he's made some good plays in the field. Nothing to write home about. I mean, a lot of players can throw people out third, and a lot of people can throw people out at home from the outfield. It's kind of like a a thing now. I mean, it was new and fresh when Raul Mondesi was doing it back in the you know mid '90s, but I'm sure most of you Dodger fans weren't even Dodger fans then. Um, so. He's a good player. He's a young player. But I want to see what he does after the All-Star break. Because a couple years ago, Judge, his rookie year, was on fire. All-Star break hits. The dog days of August hit. You hit a little slump. Same thing can happen here. I want to see how long it lasts. If I had to choose an MVP in the National League, it would be definitely between Bellinger and it begins Christian Yellick. Both those Kids are phenomenal young talents, and they're both playing well. But to compare any of those guys to Mike Trout, right now is not good. Mike Trout has proven that even all year long, when he's healthy, all year long, he produces numbers. And that's why he got paid what he got paid. Um, I can see the Angels getting better. Now that Mike Trout's contract has got got he's got his contract, I can see them now. Now they know he's off the books. They know what they didn't know what they were going to ask for him. They didn't know oh we're going to give him how much does this guy want? Does he want six hundred million, five hundred million? So the the Angels were kind of like payroll was kind of locked in because they didn't know what they were going to have to pay him. But now that they got his contract out of the way, I can see them adding some players. Um, I don't see them making the playoffs this year, but I can see this off season the Angels adding a couple more weapons. Um, and that's just, uh, me trying to be not a hater, but, uh, but so, yeah, I mean, Bellinger, he's not Mike Trout. Um, so what else we got here? Let's see. UFC, um, there's a a crazy card coming up. And speaking of that, I was looking at on my Bovada account and, uh, I come up with a pretty good parlay here. Um. So I like to do these every once in a while. Um, don't go fucking broke because of me, but I do win. I do win sometimes, and I think this is a pretty good parlay. So I was looking at it. If you take the Warriors over the Raptors in Game Two, it's an even line. You take the Atlanta Braves tomorrow, who are a negative two fifty over the Detroit Tigers. So that's a pretty easy bet. The Tigers are fucking trash. Um, and you take Donald Cowboy Cerrone, this Cerrone, who this is your underdog. This is going to make the bet worth paying. Cowboy Cerrone is a plus one forty 
over Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson, we already said, he's going full Benoit. The guy's a fucking whack job, okay? The guy's got crazy cardio. He can fight good. But is he all there? Is he all mentally there? He's having all these family problems. He thinks people are living in his walls and shit. Is he there? Is he ready to fight? I know Cowboy's mentally going to be focused, and he's going to be ready to fight. If you can get Cowboy as an underdog, anytime you can get Cowboy Cerrone as an underdog, you pull that into a parlay. He wins way too much. He's He notoriously wins way too much. Um, he's just as big. Ferguson's a big fighter, but Cowboy's going to be just as big as him in the octagon. Ferguson has probably got better boxing, but we'll see, man. I'm, I'm definitely, that's, that's probably one of the fights I want to see the most. But if, like I said, if you can get Cowboy as a dog, take that, add that to the parlay. Also add to the parlay, Shevchenko is a minus 1,400. So that means she's a favorite over Jessica I. So that's pretty much what that means is that's a sure fucking thing. Jessica is going to have black eyes after this game, uh, after this uh, fight. So. You take the Warriors, you take the Braves, you take Cowboy Cerrone over Tony Ferguson, and you take Shevchenko over Jessica I. If you bet 20 bucks on that, that'll give you $124. On a $20 bet, if you hit all those, you'll get $124. If you bet 50, you'll get $310. And if you bet $100, you'll get $620. So, that's not bad. And the most riskiest thing you can get is Cowboy Cerrone. You can extend Cowboy Cerrone as a dog, and everything else is pretty safe. Because the Warriors are going to win game two. They're going to get the split. That's how NBA works. Raptors are going to get game three. The Warriors are going to uh, win probably game four and five, and come back to game six. Who knows? So, yeah, game game two, Warriors will win. I've been watching way too much plas- uh, playoff basketball to not know that the Warriors will win game two. So um, that's pretty much it for the sports side of it. Um, I listened to the Chris Jericho podcast this week. Moxley was talking some shit on Vince McMahon. I thought that was pretty cool. So if you want to hear a cool podcast, I would go listen to the Talk is Jericho podcast for all you wrestle heads out there. Um, he shits on WWE pretty good. Um, that was a pretty entertaining podcast. Um, so that's one thing I recommend uh, if you want to go out there and listen to some stuff. Uh, I would take a listen to that. Um, I definitely think... What he, uh, what Dean Ambrose or John Moxley said, uh, he's had a lot of truth to it, and I think that there will be more wrestlers jumping ship over to AEW. Um, so it's definitely going to be. I'm kind of excited for wrestling. I haven't been excited for wrestling in a long time. I've been watching because that is what I've been doing since I was five years old. But uh, I'm pretty excited to see the state of wrestling and what it's going to be like in three years. Like, who's going to be the next guy to jump that's not a, f- a woman wrestler? Like, I don't care if Sasha Banks jumps. She can jump wherever she wants. But who's going to be the next big wrestler to jump ship and go to uh, AEW or vice versa? Well, who's going to be the first AEW to jump ship to WWE? It's exciting. It reminds me of when I was a, f- a teenager, and I'm pretty pumped up about that. Um, Worlds. In jiu-jitsu right now is going on. Um, there's a lot of Bushesha's going. He's the GOAT. He's trying to get, I think, what is, I don't know what, what title, 13th, I think, 13th World Championship, which is, like, insane. Um, he's going for that. So, me being Team Checkmate, that's who I'm cheering for, of course. Um, 
We've got a lot of guys competing, winning some medals. Um, so yeah, it's we'll definitely uh, me and Vader will definitely recap the outcome of Worlds next week and see uh, what happens. Uh, uh, Marigali is going to be tough to beat this year. I think it's going to be between Bashesha and him. And they had a hell of a match last year. Um, I think it was in the open. I think it was in the semis. Marigali and Bushesha had a hell of a match. Marigali actually swept Bushesha, and Bushesha just did what he does and did some crazy scramble, and winning at the last by the last couple seconds. Um, Marigali reminds me of more of like an at, more athletic Keenan Cornelius. He's kind of like a slender build, but he's like way more athletic. So, uh, I just think that's probably going to be the. If I had to choose, like, well, I don't know what the bracket looks like. If they're on different sides or not. So if they're not, then I, I'm going to be wrong here. But I could see that being the final in the open. I could see that being the final. Um, so we'll see how it plays out. Next week, uh, we'll talk about it and we'll talk about some more stuff. Um, UFC's uh, tomorrow, Gustafson versus Smith. I refuse to talk about uh, that fucking Smith kid because he's still I'm still waiting for him to throw punches against John Jones Anthony Smith or whatever his name is he's trash he's got video game tattoos I don't give a fuck about him he could take a hike uh, Gustafson should win that easily should win that fight um, I don't know who else is on the card I didn't really look I'm more excited about the June 8th card um, that's the one with Cejudo and uh you know, versus Marlon Marais, which is going to be a fucking crazy fight. Cerrone Ferguson. There's some other burners on there too. So we're definitely going to be breaking down fights coming up. We're definitely going to be breaking down some jujitsu coming up. And uh, that's pretty much it. I know it was kind of a shorter podcast. I know I didn't really. Um, it's kind of it's kind of hard just talking. You know what I mean? I've never done it before. But uh, next week, the big man will be back. We'll get back to our old ways. And. Uh, that should do it. So, um, like, subscribe, follow us on Castbox. Tell us our friends. For everybody who is subscribed and listens, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Um, the Sports Trolls podcast on Twitter. Give us a follow. Um, we're working on things. We'll get better. And uh, that's all I got, guys. All right, later.